Hello and welcome. Welcome to a, another episode. Um, I know I said that I would have my wife with me on the next one, but um, since we are talking about the principles and the ordinances of the gospel, the um, the five principles of the gospel, I wanted to finish those first and then bring her in so last episode we talked about faith um and what and what faith was um we're now we're going to be talking about repentance because we believe in the the principles of the gospel the principles of of the gospel are faith repentance baptism um get to the holy ghost and then uh enduring to the end so we're going to be talking about the second one which is repentance um so while we're here on this earth we all must repent of our sins um because in the scriptures it talks about no unclean thing can enter into the kingdom of god so that's why repentance has been given to us for us to use on a daily basis um so faith So faith naturally leads to repentance. So faith in Jesus Christ naturally leads to um to our to our repentance. There has been the need for repentance in the world from the time of Adam to the present day. Um The Lord instructed Adam, Wherefore teach it unto your children that all men everywhere must repent, or they cannot in no wise inherit the kingdom of God. Like I talked about, for un- for no unclean thing can dwell there and or dwell in his presence. So, <coughs> excuse me, we came to this earth for a purpose, and that is to grow and progress. Um, let me put it this way. Imagine you're wanting to become a doctor or a lawyer, um, and you want to finish school and you have to finish to get your degree um and you spent all this money all this time going to school um learning all the material um and you sit down at the exam it's it is pass or fail time you're gonna either pass this this exam to get your degree or you're gonna completely fail it but excuse me when you start when you start filling in some answers your teacher comes up right behind you and slaps the answer key right next to you what is the purpose of that of doing all that time studying your heart out when you're just going to be given the answer key Life is is like that exam. We're here to learn. We're here to grow. We're here to gain experiences. So that way when comes the exam, aka our death, we will pass with flying colors. Um, that means we've repented and we've done everything that we can to stay on the straight and narrow path. Um during the time that we're here on the earth we will sin it is it is a it, it is a fact um in romans in the new testament it, it even states for all have sinned and come short of the glory of god we all will fall my favorite quote is when we fall we're in the perfect position to pray and 
when we're when we have sin, we all need to repent. Sometimes uh, we sin because of ignorance, sometimes because of our weaknesses, and sometimes because of willful disobedience. Um, in the Bible, we read that there is not just a man upon earth that doeth good and sinneth not. And that's in Ecclesiastes 7.20. And that if we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. And that's in 1 John chapter 1, verse 8. So James has taught us what sin is. To him, uh, in James 4.17, it says, To whom... For to him that knoweth to do good and doeth not, to him it is sin. So he describes sin as all unrighteousness. And in 5.17 it says, um, actually, hold on, I think I just got that backwards. Okay, so John describes as sin as all unrighteousness in 5.17. So let's read that. All unrighteousness is sin, and there is and there is a sin not unto death. And in John chapter three verse four, in the New Testament, whosoever committeth sin transgresseth also the law, for sin is the transgression of the law. Um. So the Lord said, "All men everywhere must repent." The only one. The only one who has and will ever live a perfect life on this earth is Christ. Christ was the one who lived a perfect life. Everyone who has lived upon this earth has sinned. Our Father in heaven, in his great love, has provided us this opportunity to repent for our sins. So because of Christ's suffering and dying for us, made it possible for us to repent and use the atonement in our lives. So... Repentance is the way uh, for us to become free from our sins and receive forgiveness for them. Sins slow our progression spiritually and can uh, even stop it. Repentance makes it possible for us to grow and develop spiritually again. Um, The privilege of repenting is made possible through the atonement of Christ in a way we do not fully understand. Christ paid for all of our sins. Um, President Joseph um, Fielding Smith has um, has said, I have suffered pain, you have suffered pain, and sometimes it has been quite severe, but I cannot comprehend pain that would, co- that would cause the blood, like sweat, to come upon the body. It was something terrible, something terrific. Repentance sometimes requires great courage, much strength, many tears, unceasing prayers, and un-tearing um, efforts to live the commandments of the Lord. There has been many times where I've been called to my knees for repentance. There's been times um, where I've had to meet with someone to overcome um, something. And it is very painful. It is, um, it's also very humbling to know um, that the Lord is willing to forgive you, that your Heavenly Father is willing to forgive you. As long as you go through the right steps, um, and <coughs> excuse me, I'm almost with my coughing tonight. I don't know. I don't know what it is. I'm got something in my lungs or coming with a cold. I don't know. Um, but repentance is very painful. But when you go through the process, you know that you have been forgiven. Um, you can feel it. 
um, the moment that the Lord has forgiven um, you of your sins. President Spencer W. Kimball has declared there is no royal road to repentance, no privileged path to forgiveness. Every man must follow the same course, whether he be rich or poor, educated or untrained, tall or short, prince or um, pauper, king or commoner. Commoner, sorry, whoa. So, to to fully repent, we must we must recognize our sins. We must admit to ourselves um, that we have sinned. If we do not admit this, we cannot fully repent. Um, a prophet in the Bible, uh, Alma, counseled his son Corianton. Uh, he he was a missionary who was unfaithful. Um, in 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 that calling as a missionary, and he committed serious sins, and he and he said, "Let your sins trouble you, with that trouble which shall bring you down unto repentance. Do not endeavor to excuse yourself, in the least point." So the scripture advises us further, not to justify our sinful practices. <coughs> Um, in Luke, in the New Testament, uh, sixteen fifteen through 16, And he said unto them, Ye are they which justify yourselves before men, but God knoweth your hearts. For that which is highly esteemed among men is abomination in the sight of God. The law of the prophets were until John. Since that time, uh, the kingdom of God is preached, and every man uh, perceiveth uh, unto it. So it's like, I was like, yeah, yeah, you're sinning, but don't justify the sin. So, like, if I'm poor, I'm going to go steal money so I can be rich. Well, I needed to pay medical bills, so I stole some money. I didn't have enough money. You can't can't justify it. Um, We cannot hide any any act of our lives from ourselves or from the Lord. When we... When we sin, or when we start the repentance process, we must feel sorrow. So, first we must recognize our sins, and then we must feel sincere and sorrow for what we have done. Uh, We must feel that our sins are terrible, and we want to unload and abandon them. The scriptures have told us that all these who humble themselves before God and desire to be baptized and come forth with broken hearts and a contrite spirit and have truly repented of their sins shall be received by baptism into his church. So when we have when we have admitted to doing wrong, feel sorrow for what we've done, we must forsake ourselves. Our sincere sorrow should be should lead us to forsake or in other words stop our sins so we must not do it again if we have stolen something we will steal no more Uh, if we have lied guess what we lie no more if we have committed adultery stop the lord revealed to the prophet joseph smith by this ye may know if a man repenteth of his sins behold he will confess them and forsake them we must <coughs> confess our sins. After we forsake our sins, we must confess our sins. 
It is very important that we do this. The Lord even commanded us to confess our sins. Confession relieves a heavy burden from the sinner. And he has given us a promise. I, the Lord, forgive sins and am merciful unto those who confess their sins with humble hearts. No matter what the sin is, we must confess all of them to the Lord. There are certain things that we must confess to, like a bishop or someone with the proper authority. Um, those are the you know some some of the more serious ones, like adultery, fornication, homosexuality, relations, uh, spouse or child abuse, and the sale of, or use of illegal drugs. Stuff like that might affect how we stand in the church. Like um, uh, might. I don't know. My, did you, it'll it'll affect. I can't. I can't really get to it because I've never done any of that, so I don't really know. Um, but it will affect the standing um, in your membership in the church. Um, but we must confess those types of sins to the proper priesthood authority. Um, if we have sinned against someone else, we should confess that person and. Um, apologize I mean some some less serious sins involve no one but ourselves and the Lord so we confess straight to the Lord uh, the they they should be done privately though and um, so like if um, if I say a bad word or um, or if I lie um that's between me and the Lord, you know. I'll, you know, if, if I lied to someone, I'll make it right and apologize and tell them the truth, and then pray to the Lord um, what I have done and not do it again. Um, and that's what we call restitution. Part of repentance is to make a restitution. So if I were again were to lie to someone, were to off- offend anybody in any way. I make it right by that person. I'll go tell them the truth. I'll tell them, I'm sorry, won't do it again. Go to the Lord, pray, um, and ask for forgiveness. Now, another part. So, yes, we must make restitution with other people, but we must forgive others too. So if we're the person that um, was lied to, we must forgive that person that lied to us. The Lord will not forgive us unless our hearts are fully cleansed of all hate, bitterness, and bad feelings against other people. So, in doing so, doing all this, um, recognizing our sins, um, feel sorrow, feel sorry, uh, forsake our sins, confess our sins, make restitution, and forgiving others, we must strive to keep the commandments of God. To make our repentance complete, we must keep the commandments of the Lord. We are not fully repented if we do not pay tithes or keep the Sabbath day holy or obey the word of wisdom. We are not repentant if we do not sustain the authorities of the church and do not love the Lord and our fellow men. If we do not pray and are unkind to others, we are surely not repentant. When (coughs) When we are fully repentant, our life changes we you know your life goes 180 degrees the other way um you feel it and it is an amazing feeling president kimball said first one repents 
Having gained that ground, he then must live the commandments of the Lord to retain his vintage point. This is necessary to secure complete forgiveness. So as we repent, the atonement of Jesus Christ becomes fully effective in our lives, and the Lord forgives us and for our sins. We become free from the bondage of our sins, and we can find joy. Um, a prophet, Alma, uh, recounted his experience of repenting from his sinful past. This is one of my favorite. The prophet Alma got me through some hard times uh, because of his experience. He said, my soul um, was uh, harrowed up or troubled to the greatest degree and racked with all my sins. Yeah, I did remember all my sins and iniquities for which I was tormented with the pains of hell. Yeah, I saw that I had rebelled against my God and that I had not kept his holy commandments. So great had been my iniquities that the very thought of coming into the presence of my God did rack my soul with the expensable horror. It came to pass that as I was harrowed up by the memory of my many sins, behold, I remembered also to have heard my father prophesy concerning the coming of of one Jesus Christ, the Son of God, to atone for the sins of the world. Now as my mind caught and hold upon this thought, I cried with my heart, O Jesus, thou Son of God, have mercy on me. And now behold, when I thought this, I could remember my, my pains no more. And O oh, what joy and what marvelous light I did behold. Yea, my soul was filled with joy exceedingly with, was as was my pain. There can be nothing so exquisite and sweet as my joy. Having that experience, reading that, got me through some hard times because I felt just like Alma did at, at one point where there was a lot of burdens on me. I didn't feel like I could, I didn't feel like I should be praying. It was, I mean, I just, I felt like, I couldn't communicate with my Holy Father, even though I, he, I know he wanted me to. Um, but knowing that Alma had that experience really changed my my life around, and I was able to uh, repent and become clean. Um, so there are some consequences of procrastinating our repentance. What? The prophets have declared that in this life, um, it is the time for men to prepare to meet God. We should repent now every single day. When we get up in the morning, we should examine ourselves to see whether the Spirit of God is with us. At night before we go to sleep, we should review our acts and words of the day and ask the Lord to help us recognize the things for which we need to repent. By repenting every day and having the Lord to forgive our sins, we will experience the daily process of becoming perfect. As with Alma, our happiness, our happiness and joy can be sweet and exquisite. I know that the repentance is real. I have felt the power of the atonement myself. Um, I've come a very, very long way in my life. And if it hadn't been for certain events and the, the, and the power of prayer and the <coughs> power of the atonement and repentance, I wouldn't be where I am today I probably wouldn't even be talking about this podcast to be honest um I've had a lot of in positive influences in my life that have turned my life around um and I know it can happen to you as well um but that's what I have for you guys today 
Um, we are going to be talking about baptism next because, again, the principles and origins of the gospel are first faith, second repentance, third baptism by immersion. That's next. Fourth, laying on the hands, receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. And then finally, five, um, enter into the end. But after the gift of whole, after the Holy Ghost, um, we will get into having my wife with me on the podcast. So we'll, we'll go two more topics, baptism and the gift of the Holy Ghost. And then we will talk about the family proclamation and focusing more about um, the family. So we'll talk to you guys next time.